expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders. Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity. The wisdom rushing in. So much clearer now. Getting a little bit higher. With every step I take, I'm getting good. Getting a little bit better. I'm climbing to the top. Never gonna stop. I'm Welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. Today, I am here with the one, the only, Charlie. How's it going? (laughs) Good to be seen. Yes, it has been a hot minute since Charlie's been on a podcast episode. Honestly, I think it's been since the Confessions episode. Like, literally, I think that's like episode 50 or something. So, welcome back. Good to be back. Honestly, life has been really busy and yeah it's just we've not had a lot of time to do this yes and i mean i've been really busy just doing like a bunch of interviews so i'm glad that you're here this is going to be good um why don't you tell everyone what you've been up to give us a little life update since the last time we've seen you honestly i've just been doing a ton of work on our house which i think Every time I come on the podcast, I tell you guys that I've been doing a lot of work on the house. Yeah, honestly. Um, we're in the middle of finishing our bathroom right now, and I've been doing a lot of tiling, and I'm prepping for floor tile, too. So we shall see how it turns out. I'm looking forward to it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, a lot. This actually was one of the questions um, that someone asked you, but a lot of people ask about what Charlie does and like if he works with me, if he has another job. So um, just to set the record straight, Charlie does landscaping with one of his friends. He did that this summer, but also shoots with me and helps me on the off season. And kind of right now, he is like kind of a contractor with working on our house. So he just does like right now he's in full renovation mode, but sometimes he's like full photographer mode with me. So just... Charlie's like a chameleon when it comes to what he does. I basically do my best to be everybody's right-hand man. That's kind of my role, and I've accepted it. Right. I try to do it well. Yes. And for this special episode, we got cute little drinks that we're drinking. Charlie's is in a Yeti because they gave it, he got an ice drink, and they gave him, like, the top where, like, you just drink out of it without, like, a straw, and he hates those because they always spill on him. So he put his in a Yeti, but we went and got cute little drinks. Mine's in a cup that came from the coffee shop um, to celebrate this special occasion. I have severe trust issues with lids from coffee shops. So that's why I put it in my own mug. Yeah, I think we all have severe trust issues with those lids. Okay, so I, for this episode, um, thought that it would be fun to open up questions to you guys and just let you guys figure out things that you wanted to know about Charlie or just like, I don't know, ask Charlie questions. So I put a question box on my story and um, you guys ate it up. Like literally there's so many questions. Um, So yeah, we have a lot of questions to dive into. And I mean, not gonna lie, 
some of the questions are very focused on me as well. So like, I, I'm okay with that too. But um, yeah, we're going to dive into some questions and see where it goes. We have no plan for this episode. So yeah, and it's not like I haven't had a chance to read through any of these questions. So whatever my response is to these questions that you guys submitted to Cassidy will be my honest and genuine first time responding to that. Yes. And you can trust that. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So the first question is, okay, by the way, these are going to be photography and personal. So I'll try to like flip flop between personal and photography questions. So this isn't just like a completely personal episode. We're going to talk about photography too. But the first question is personal. Um, Where did you guys meet and how did you guys meet? So Cassidy and I met at the beginning of high school. My family was kind of in a transition period, um, just different things. And I ended up going to a small church that was kind of local to where I was living at the time, switching from a place that I had grown up. And I was going with my cousins and Cassidy's family had been longtime members of this church. And I met Cassidy in the high school program there. Yes. So we were like... I think we met when we were literally like 14 or something, but we didn't start dating until we were 16. So we were juniors in high school when we started dating. Which is a lot of time afterwards. What? What do you mean? (laughs) I'm just making a joke. Like we were 14 and we didn't start dating until we were were 16. 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we didn't get married until we were 21 and 22, I think. Yeah, we dated for a long time. Yeah. So, so we, we met at this high school program. We got to know each other through that high school program. We actually both served on like a leadership team together, which was sweet. Uh, she doesn't really think about it often. Yeah. But yeah. So we got to know each other through that, hanging out with a bunch of people. And then, yeah. So our friendship kind of started through that. And then we also dated because of that. So, yes. Yeah, so, yep. Okay. So this person asked, what is the hardest part of working with each other and how? Have you overcome it? Do you want to go first? Well, I mean, these are questions for me, are they not? They Well, yeah, but like, <laughs> I feel like that's geared towards me too. I don't know. No, yeah, I, I, I'm just joking. I'm sure that you can name something. I think there are, there are different challenges. Honestly, the way that Cassidy and I, in our relationship, I wouldn't really say that there's anything that's been like the level of like deal breaker challenging things when it comes to trying to work with each other, which I'm super thankful for because Cassidy is very good at being able to be patient and kind in the way that she communicates when it comes to work stuff. Um, I think maybe just sometimes the things that when I kind of get an idea in my head when we're doing a shoot for whatever it is, I, I know that it is not my role as the second shooter to try and have my own vision for the time to be able to like set up a shop. But I don't know. I just think that there's moments where I get something in my head, whether it's related to the ceremony and where I need to be positioned or I honestly, I would say a lot of times it's just in the communication for like positioning and what types of shots I want to be getting as the second perspective on the day. And that's not really that big of a deal. Um, but I would say that those are the moments where the most conflict pops up yeah because i don't really think there's many things that are huge deal breakers or like huge challenges when it comes to working with each other yeah i would agree i mean we got asked or like i put something on my story one time about like do you guys think that we fight on 
wedding days and like I never answered it. And I think like thinking about that question too, like I think sometimes we run into conflict of just like the fact that we are married and we have a relationship outside of working with each other. So it's a little, I don't know, it's a little bit different in like a good way, but sometimes it's not that we have arguments, but like there will be just like slight disagreements, but we know like this is literally someone's wedding day. We, even if we're mad at each other or our butting heads, like we are going to put our best face on and literally just forget about it because one, it probably doesn't really matter. And two, like we're here to serve someone else and not like be selfish and worry about our own problems. Um, something that I thought of to answer this question of just like the hardest part of working with each other. I don't think it's actually for me, the wedding day that's hard. I think for me, it's like the at home work because it's, it's tricky for me because I don't ever know like when to be a boss and when to just like be your wife. Like I do, I do know, but that can be really, really tricky and like a fine line because like when I'm someone's boss, I'm like bossy. Like I will tell you like exactly what you need to do when you need to do it. I'll make sure you get it done. But then like when it comes to like our relationship, like it's different. Like I don't want to do that for like when we're doing the dishes or laundry or like, you know, so there are t- it's flipping the boss switch on and off for me that is challenging. And I think more often than not, I don't switch it on because I would rather be like the nice wife rather than like the mean boss, you know? And I think that, I think that's good. Like I would rather not boss you around all the time, but I think I need to like, just get better at knowing when to boss you around at home. (laughs) Does that make sense? At home or at work? At home. Well, I mean, no, no, no. At work, at home. So working, with, working with at work. home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I yeah. Gotcha. I'm following. Like, like editing, for example. Yeah, like for if you sure. Were editing for sure. Me. Yeah. There's definitely. So, and that's kind of like going back to even the, the work question of what I do that that's kind of, I'm in a crossroads between doing the landscaping stuff and working with Cassidy. So there's still like an adaptation to figuring out a full-time schedule of utilizing a full-time schedule of helping Cassidy with what she's doing, but also taking advantage of the time to be able to get this stuff done around the house that we need. So yeah, it's just kind of a weird phase. And like Cassidy's saying, one of the biggest challenges is just learning how to communicate in an orderly way that's going to be effective for both of us. And yeah, a part of that is me just being willing to serve and do it, do it well. So Mm -hmm. yeah, but I think, um, I just kind of like as, as jokingly, as I said, like, embracing trying to be everybody's right hand man that's just kind of how it goes when it comes to these work projects if i'm not the one leading it or not the one making the connections for the leads of what to do then when i show up and am going to be doing whatever i'm doing my mindset going into it is just how how can i help you as best i can to make this go as smoothly as possible Mm -hmm. and when we have that mindset going into a wedding day specifically it really takes I, at least from my perspective of my responsibilities, I feel like it alleviates a lot of the tension because I'm not focused on anything that I would want out of it. And Cassidy and I are trying to be as professional as possible about capturing someone's day that it doesn't really matter what we want. So Mm -hmm. it's not like we're going to get caught fighting about it. We're just going to take care of business. Right. One of the questions was how did we get started and like working together, like how did it start? And like, 
literally I was as you were talking I was trying to think um and I I should have been listening I was listening but like I was at the same time thinking about how it all got started and honestly I don't really feel like there was a moment where we were like yeah we're gonna just start doing this full time with each other like from the very beginning that literally I don't think that was our goal like at all like I don't think that was our intention and I think a lot of the times like it's not your intention, like with photography or if you have a hobby, whatever, like, and turn it into a career. Like, I don't ever feel like that's your intention when you first start. Like if someone is like a clothing designer, I don't think they start designing clothes as like, oh, I'm going to turn this into a career. They just do it because they like it. And so I don't really know why I just started talking about that. But when it comes to how we got started, um, I think the thing that stands out in my brain is Charlie went and bought his own camera on his own volition and was like, I got this because I want to start helping you shoot. So it wasn't, did you even ask me or did you just start doing it? I don't remember. I think there was kind of a proposition at one point because you had, you had a wedding that was coming up in the spring of 2018 and you were going to start looking into having a second photographer. Right, okay. And so we had kind of begun the conversation of whether or not I could be that person that would join on with her. Yes. And it was at that point that I I had done some photography in the past in kind of like a digital art studio in an art program that I was a part of um, a, a long time previous to that. And so I was kind of interested in art, uh, not art, interested in photography previous to that yeah. moment, but had never really pursued it on my own volition. Uh, but it was kind of like, okay, well, here's at the time, uh, she wasn't my fiance, but this girl that I am very seriously committed to, and she's starting to garner a lot of success and leads in this wedding industry. And if there's opportunities for me to help her, then sweet, we could definitely do that. So that was when I started putting in a lot more research as to like what camera I would want to use because she was using the the college's uh, equipment at that time to be able to do some of her stuff. Right. If you want to hear about all of our camera gear stuff, there's an episode that Charlie did on mirrorless, um, DSLR versus mirrorless. Um, there's a podcast episode, so we don't have to dive into that. Yeah. So basically, I just landed on the Sony a7 III, and then I bought that, and I bought the 85 1.8 Sony lens, and that was kind of my entry to helping yeah. Cassidy get mm-hmm. on the road with the second shooter. And I think I <laughs> I really hope these people don't listen to the podcast, but I think the first wedding that you shot with me, I told them that you had shot like a wedding or two before with me. But you had it and you just like did it with me. And I remember being just a little nervous. But at the same time, like it was one of also my first weddings, I think. But it was like five or six for me. So it was like. I was going to say you had a handful of weddings in already at that point. Yeah. And I started my first weddings that I did were completely by myself. Um, So it kind of was just like an add on thing. Like my first person to book my top package. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I need to find a second shooter. Um, but I remember like the process of training Charlie too. Um, it was, I don't even uh, literally, I do not remember training you that much. All I remember is we went and like for a day went around town and like you had your camera and I had you practice like different things, like different lighting, like taking pictures in different settings. 
And I think that was it. And then I think you just started shooting with me. And during the day, like the, the very first wedding he shot with me, I basically was telling him all the camera settings he needed. I, he would take test shots. I would look at his camera before. Um, and then for like the guy's photos, like the groomsmen, I did those. So Charlie like didn't go off and do any of his own photos. He only did that for the groomsmen getting ready photos. Um, and I think I do believe I went down and took a few myself just in case. Um, but he, the thing is like, I don't remember training him because he was so good when he just like started, like he just like kind of picked it up on his own. He's never like really done any work outside of working with me. He did like one senior session by himself. Um, but like literally he's done all of his work with me and just, I've seen him grow from every single wedding. It's really, really cool. Okay. I think we're getting sidetracked and by we, I mean me. So the next question I'm going to ask you, um, is a question that I think like, I think I have guy followers. If I'm going to be real, I think there's a few guys that listen to this podcast too. Um, but even some girls have asked about your mustache. Okay. <laughs> so if you don't know what Charlie looks like, he has like a handlebar mustache that curls. Um, and if you're listening to this, you've never seen her faces, either go to my Instagram or go to my YouTube channel and like, just look at Charlie's mustache. A lot of people are asking. <laughs> the millions masses, are yes, asking. <laughs> millions are asking. How do you do the mustache? Why did you decide on the mustache? Like, give us the mustache details. And so, a few people asked if I liked it, but I can just give my input at the end. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a couple different questions there. So, how I do it? I do use mustache wax. This. I don't just wake up and have a beautiful curl on my mustache. Today, it's I've a got shame. a more relaxed, kind of like Texas Longhorn look going. Yeah. But if I want to get really fancy, I'll do a, a, like a really tight like handlebar curl. Um, so, yeah, I, I do actually have to use a hair dryer to heat up the wax. And then I do like set the curl with heat and set it with cold and move to the other side, do the same thing. It's a whole process. It, it doesn't is. really take that long. When I'm flying through my getting ready routine, it takes me like maybe three to five minutes to do the whole thing. Um, but he always has to have a hair dryer with him when he travels. So like when we went to Europe, like he needed a hair dryer. I think that's an important thing to note. Like it, that maintenance of it is a little much. Yeah. If you're going to go for like the full curl, you need to have a hair dryer for it. If you want to use like a really aggressive wax that's going to hold and not have to mess with it the rest of the day. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with like my process of it. Yes. Uh, why did you choose the mustache? Why I chose the mustache? Honestly, I kind of stumbled into it on kind of just messing around in experimentation. We were working for that college for a long time out in upstate New York and uh, they had like a seasonal winter camp that they would do every year. And one of the seasons that had different themes every year, the theme was like lumberjacks. And I was on a music team. And so we had to do all sorts of stuff. And we were up on stage doing music for their rallies and different th things. Long story short, I grew out this really crazy beard uh, for the winter camp. And it was just really wild. And I had this like, it was like a full like neck beard. And I had grown out the mustache with it. But Cassidy absolutely was like uh just hated it like yeah it was revulsive to Cassidy I 
Yeah, I do not like the long beard. I mean, Charlie will pull up pictures of his long beard, and I'm like, put those photos away immediately. Yeah, <laughs> she, she's like dry heaving looking <laughs> at pictures of me from 2018. It's, yeah, I just don't like it. So the mustache was kind of a compromise because he can still have his little like facial hair thing, but it's definitely not a long beard because I just can't. So basically spring break rolled around that year and I shaved the beard, kept the mustache because yeah. I liked the look of it. I messed around with right. it and then kind of just grew into my own style and I've been rocking the handlebar for like four years now. Yeah. And it's funny, like when we shoot weddings, Charlie, like he naturally is just like the social like relationship person with people. And I'm more like, okay, let's get the photos done. Let's do this thing. And like the mustache has become his like way that he makes friends like he will basically become friends with anyone any guy because like they will always compliment his mustache and like no matter where we are no matter what country we're in people always make comments about his mustache and I'm just like it's amazing like it's like a universal cool thing I don't even know how to describe it it's just like you know what I'm saying I just tell people it's the world's best icebreaker yes it literally is okay we will move on from that. Um, let's do some questions about me. <laughs> um, okay. What is your... This isn't about me. What is your favorite... <laughs> I know, I know. We will do uh, the questions in a minute that are about me because we still need to talk a little bit more about working with me. What are your favorite and least favorite things about being my second shooter? I think people like want you to spill some tea on this one, so feel free to just... Absolutely roast me if you would like to. I don't want to like be silent for a long time. I know we got to fill our fill our space here, but I do need to like think about your favorite and least favorite thing. Yeah. About about not me as a person, but you as a photographer. Uh, me as a photographer. <laughs> as a Man. boss. You got it. I think one of the, the, the coolest opportunities or, or things about like shooting with Cassidy. <laughs> I know. I, I'm like <laughs> I'm like debating of how to how to phrase this because oh I don't want to make it seem Can <gasps> <Should> I cover <laughs> my ears? No, no, it's I'm nothing nervous. it's nothing like that. No, I just I think it's like a combination of things because it's it's Cassidy's like vision and the way that she is so talented and being able to communicate her vision to her couples, but also the people and the connections that she's able to get to as well. I think that as, as a package is one of my favorite things about Cassidy as a photographer and working with her is she's so gifted in being able to take people that may not be comfortable having their photos taken and be able to create an atmosphere where people are just feel like themselves and they're able to kind of just be with each other and have a good time. But also the, the doors and the opportunities that have opened because of what Cassidy does with photography and the places that we've been and the just amazing experiences of different weddings and uh, just the different settings that we get to look at and like be in the middle of. You mean Sometimes, Ireland? <laughs> yeah, I mean Ireland. There's there's been uh, like so many really nice places, and honestly, yeah, above true. that is like the people. It's yeah. just been so fun to be a part of people's special moments, and that is the the part of weddings that I really thrive off of is like getting to know the individuals. And when I 
like all the photography stuff is kind of like secondary to me in one sense because I want to do it well. But it's also like just being there to like help these people's day go smoothly and en- enjoy it with them is like the best part of it. So for one of the favorite things to work with you, yeah, that's what I would say. Kind of the package of your vision and communication with people. Okay. But also the the connections and doors that you've um, opened because of it. Yes, that was a good answer. I th- I would one hundred percent agree with you. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but no, I I get what you're saying. It's I think a lot of people like being a second shooter for that reason. It's almost like there's not as much pressure. Like you kind of are just like the second eye, and you just kind of are under the wing of the main shooter and their vision, and you just kind of help compliment their vision um i i personally think that charlie would be a great photographer wedding photographer on his own i think charlie has like the vision i think he has everything that he would need to go and shoot weddings on his own but i think it almost like it takes like a like a true leader to literally be able to then follow someone else's vision do you know what i'm saying like like it's it's one thing on its own to like be a good leader and be a good wedding photographer as the main shooter. But then when you, you know that you have a good vision too, but you are willing to follow someone else's vision. Like, I think that's like, a honestly, that's, that's a hard thing for, <laughs> for me to do. Like if I'm being honest, I've only second shot once or no twice. And it's really hard for me to second shoot because I, I like to control the vision. I just have a tight grip on things, you know? So, yeah. Okay, what is your least favorite thing about working with me? You can be completely honest. Like, I will not take offense to this. Like, after we finish this episode, I will not hold it against you. I think there's an aversion for Cassidy to literally eat food on wedding days. And it makes me so mad sometimes. Wait, what do you mean aversion? Just like, in the leading up to it, like, you don't place time in your own schedule to go get food and there will be times where we're like yeah we'll get breakfast but then it's like if it's a one o'clock arrival or something like that we literally get so backed up sometimes and we'll not eat lunch and then literally just be waiting until like 7 30 when the dinner is served here is my problem i our arrival time is usually 12 or 1 and like it's so hard because it's like they don't always offer you food, but like if you get there at like 11 or 12, like maybe they eat halfway through and it's like breakfast, we eat at 10. And then if we start at 12, we're eating again at 11. Like that doesn't make sense. So I think the problem is showing up in the timelines because like they don't factor us eating into their timeline and we don't pack food. Um, I actually was going to say, I think my least favorite thing about you is your need (laughs) for food always. Like, I swear, this is not just like shooting, but Charlie always needs food. Like, he's always like wanting a snack or like if he doesn't eat breakfast, lunch and dinner completely and sits down for 30 minutes every time, like he is just like unraveling. So I think that's something we both need to work on is me. I need to prioritize food more when it comes to shooting because I do like go a long period of time without eating and sometimes I do like get a little bit of a headache and I think that's why but Charlie on the other hand boy will my life revolves around <laughs> it, does, it literally does so I think like we both need a balance I think we do balance each other out pretty good like, oh for sure uh yeah I'm 
kind of being facetious and you also said you weren't going to hold it over me and now here you are kind of trying to lecture me about no, it. No, so. I'm not lecturing you. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not at all what I'm trying to do. No, no. but I, well, I'm j- I'm kind of joking in one sense, but when I do think about like, what is one of the most stressful parts of the day? Is <laughs> the pre-wedding. <laughs> it's trying to get lunch right before we <laughs> arrive. Is. Because sometimes we don't have time to stop somewhere or we stop somewhere it takes too long. Like literally, yeah, it's a lot. Okay, let's move on to the next question. What is the funniest thing that you've seen me do while shooting? Like just the funniest thing ever. Oh, wait, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. Charlie's literally laughing and not. I think there's I, been a couple things over the years, but man, did Cassidy really top this off recently? Okay, it is a thing <laughs> that I thought you were going to say. And I really, I, I feel so bad, but, um, <laughs> and I also don't know if the couple listens to this podcast that I, we did this wedding of. I don't think they do. Let me just make a disclaimer yeah. to our our couple, should they ever hear this. Yeah. We loved our time with your family. Your family is beautiful. <laughs> Cassidy it, it was made just the blunder of thing. all blunders yes. on, that, on this do you want me to? Do you want to tell her or do you want me to tell it? You can uh, tell it. Okay. So basically, we were doing family photos and... Um, we were doing photos with the grandparents and the grandparents come up and literally I swear for some reason, older people, when I'm taking their photo, they don't look at me when I am taking their picture for family photos. I swear like older people like look off in the distance, like, or like look at other people while I'm taking their photo. So I thought that this is what was happening. So I, you know, the grandpa is like there and he's looking off in the distance, not at me. And when this happens, normally I'm like, Hey, look right at me. So I was like, Hey, grandpa, can you look right at the camera for me? Literally, the groom goes, oh, he's blind. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, like in that moment where you're like, you don't want to laugh at how horrible and embarrassing it is. I was like, oh, I cannot believe that that just happened to me. And so like the groom was being so nice and he was like trying to tell his grandpa where to look. He was like, look a little bit to the left, whatever. But like in that moment, I'm like, I can never assume that someone has eyesight i just assumed that he could see yeah and it yeah it was just really embarrassing i'm sure that like that has happened before but i just yeah it just really hit home for me because i was like man i feel so bad you, and- you have to understand the dynamic too because i'm standing there what whenever we get <laughs> to family photos cassidy is always the one taking the photos and then i'm on the one on the side with the entire family list yeah and i'm the one like yelling hey on deck are these people let's get these people in can you swap these people for this person is this person here so i'm standing right next to cassidy and she says this and i hear the groom say that he's blind and i had to literally turn away from the moment and like bite my tongue i feel like i almost bit my tongue off i it just was a very unfortunate circumstance for Cassidy to find herself in, but yeah. it was very funny in the moment. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> we had a fantastic time with their family. Yeah, so, and no, their photos came. They literally were so nice. Okay, let's go to the next question. This one's kind of deep. Are you ready? Okay. Do you feel like you're creative? Oh, wait, no, that's not the question I want. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cut. Mm, Nope. Okay. Do you feel like you had to sacrifice your own dreams in any way to support Cassidy? 
to support me. You can be honest. He's thinking about it. So I <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a deeper question, and there's a lot of parts to it. Not not a lot of parts to the question, but there would be a lot of parts to the answer. I think long story short, yes, but not with a negative connotation. I think in any good relationship, you are going to find yourself reaching compromises along every stage of the process as you guys learn to grow with each other in trying to support one another better. And as your guys' picture of what your future is going to mold together to look like, there will obviously be stages where one of you or potentially both of you have to give up on an idea of what something may have looked like in order to help that other person move forward with what they're trying to do. And that's not a bad thing. I think kind of like what I was saying earlier, one of my favorite things about shooting with Cassidy is the doors that it's opened up and the people that we get to meet. And honestly, if I would have previous to like really previous to knowing that I was going to marry Cassidy and move into the rest of my life with Cassidy, if I would have just gone with what the direction of what I thought my life was supposed to be at that time, I would have not done anything that we've done in the last five years. Yeah. So I think that piece of it is, yeah, there, there are definitely things that I think I've sacrificed along the way. And I don't think it's come to my detriment. I think it's only been to the benefit of the both of us. And yeah, so I think there are pieces to that. And honestly, like I, I say this knowing that Cassidy in the right season at the right time, should she be looked to do the same thing? And I was walking in a way that was really trying to pursue whatever it is for myself. And if Cassidy had the opportunity to do that, where it could benefit both of us moving forward, I trust that she would do the same thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that is kind of the summation of yeah. what I would say for that. Yeah. I think in any like healthy relationship or marriage, there's just compromise and sacrifice on both ends. You know, like I just think that's, that's literally part of a relationship. Like if you live your entire life in a relationship, but you are not making any sacrifices, either the person that you're with is like really miserable or you're just like being selfish or, you know, it's just not like, yeah, like you just want to make sure that you are serving your partner best that you can. And I think like there are ways that I've compromised and like sacrificed as well. Um, but in the end, like we're literally a team. So that's what you have to do. Like sometimes one person has to sprint to the end and one person does the long haul, you know, like I just use a track reference. I don't, I don't know why I just, <laughs> neither one of us have a background. In track. I know like literally so we got to pass the baton to each other. Yeah. yeah um, that's a good answer. Um, okay. Let's go to another question. So I found that with the questions, a huge theme was literally just asking like, just like advice for working together or like how to integrate your partner into your business. So I think we should just like talk about that for a minute. Cause it literally like, I swear everyone that I talk to or like do mentor calls with, I think it's just like the dream to work with your partner, right? Whether it's like they're shooting with you or they're helping you on the back end with certain things. Like, I just think that is ideal, right? If you can like work together all the time, not you know, decide your own hours, like all that different stuff. So, um, let's just talk about some of the things that we do and some, I don't know, someone said like best advice for 
a husband second shooter. Um, so I think like with the different jobs that you do, I think it, it varies based on your partner and like what their strong suits are. So Charlie, obviously his strong suit is shoot shooting. Like you are a good shooter truly. So that's something that 100% is something that I delegate to Charlie. Um, and obviously I shoot as well when it comes to like past that, like when we're at home, um, if I'm being completely, completely honest, we haven't had like a long extended period of time where Charlie has been working only for me. He does stuff occasionally for me, like dart, like a few times he'll do stuff for me during the week and then he's doing something else. So we have, we don't like Charlie doesn't do like full time, full time with me. Um, but when he is working with me, I will usually delegate culling to him. I think the things that I try to delegate to Charlie are things that I think he'd be good at, but also things that are like take up a lot of my time. And like, there are some things in my business that I cannot do that he, he actually cannot do for me. So he cannot record podcast episodes for me. He cannot film reels for me. Um, so like that type of stuff, I actually have to do by myself. So I will give him things like culling. Um, sometimes I have him create social media posts for me or, um, podcast episode editing. Um, he's done editing for me in the past. Um, editing. Did I have you blog before or no? No, but that was something that we're looking into. Yeah. I mean, there's been a couple other things too, just running like social media posts, like doing the critiques and. Different oh yes, stuff. Char- <laughs> the past couple of photo photo critique Fridays, Charlie has done for me, um, which I just want to let you guys know. I have like done the actual critiquing. He just picks the photos that he thinks would be good for critiquing. So, um, I think that's very specific to my business, though. Yeah. Um, and it's, it, it depends. Like if you are a wedding photographer, it looks different. If you are, I don't know, a family photographer, it's different. Um, yeah, I think just finding whatever your partner is good at in their strong suits, sometimes they're just better in the back end and like helping you with the office work and administrative stuff. And maybe they're really good with finances. I think it just depends, but like you guys just have to talk about expectations yeah, I think there's definitely a piece to that. I think just really try to evaluate where you're at with your own individual skill set and then move forward from there um, and try to tailor whatever you can to your person's strong suit, just like Cassidy said. Mm-hmm. I think there were some things, like I think along in the process when, like I think a lot of times I kind of get really into like research on gear and the right way to go about stuff. That's something that is kind of my MO. Yeah. Um, helping Cassidy get set up with like audio stuff. That yes. was all kind of part of like my music background and helping Cassidy understand like audio profiling for, right. for uh, the podcast, for podcast yeah. stuff. So there's, everybody's got their own thing, you know, and everybody's has their own experiences. So whatever your background is, whatever you're doing, there's gotta be some type of way to be able to make yourself valuable to what your other person is doing in your own business. So yeah, yeah just be creative and be willing to put the work in wherever it's needed and Mm-hmm. You guys can make it work. Yeah. And I think it's important to like whoever the main, like whoever was the business owner first and like kind of started the business. If you're trying to get your partner involved in the business, remember that you actually have to sit down and train them and like have patience with them. Remember it's going to take them a little bit to catch on. Like, and honestly, like with things like culling and editing, that's very stylistic and personal. So if they like, it's a good idea to have someone like shadow you for a little bit to see how you would do it. And like, 
once they finish what whatever it is that you're doing together, like go through and look at the end result and talk about how you can improve. I mean, even with like shooting, like going through your photos after you finish a wedding, like going through your second shooter's photos and being like, okay, this was a great shot. Like notice how I got a similar angle as you maybe try to get a different angle. Like that's, that's just constructive. And so I think that's like a really healthy thing to do in like a full-time partner work relationship. Yeah. As a quick example of like being willing to be trained and being able to like see that for a while when I was doing uh, the guys photos, whenever we get to like groomsmen photos and doing group shots, I was struggling for a little bit, not giving Cassidy enough actual room in a photo to be able to crop and make adjustments. And for some reason I was like, whenever I was out shooting live, Whenever I'm looking through my viewfinder and looking at the guys, I always feel like I can't see the subject's faces close enough when yeah. there's too many people. And so my kind of like underlying <laughs> feeling was like I need to be as tight on the shot as possible to bring the subject's face out, which right. is good in theory. Yeah. But I wasn't actively thinking about in the post-editing process that you can make the photo tighter to bring out the subject's faces afterwards, but you need to give room to be able to make that adjustment yeah, after. Yeah. And that was something that Cassidy brought up to me and I had to kind of just like rework my my framing when mm-hmm. I was going and looking at it live. I needed to rework the way that I saw things. So that's yeah. just a quick example of something like that. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so someone asked, what is one pet peeve that you have about me? Just like in general. I don't think I've ever asked you this question before. Was there, I don't know, is there something I do Man, that like... that just like came out of nowhere. We were like so deep into the photography stuff. And I know. I just pet peeve. I know, but like we got to switch it up. We got to keep everyone on their toes. Cassidy doesn't like leftovers. Oh gosh. I thought you were going to say that I leave my nails everywhere. Cassidy does also <laughs> leave her nails everywhere. I was cleaning out our bathroom the other day. Like I'm, she's been helping me kind of periodically throughout the renovation project. And I was prepping the floor down to the subfloor. And I literally found one of Cassidy's acrylic nails in between the tub and the subfloor that was like with a bunch of nails and other stuff. Like not not acrylic nails, like actual nails for the wall that were on the ground. And here oh, was just one of yeah. Cassie's like and then like my gel nails on yeah. the ground. Well, because my nails like pop off in like a hole because I, yeah, I, yeah, they just pop off. And so. But let's not lose perspective here. I'm not talking about Cassie leaving her nails around. <laughs> Cassie doesn't like leftovers. She literally won't use leftovers. I'm the okay. one that's going to like on. get creative and Hold make on. more meals with leftovers. And Stop stuff. it right there. So I will eat certain leftovers it's, and hear me out. I'm Charlie. I'm sure there are people listening who 100% are agreeing with what I'm saying. Okay. So don't nod your head. Like, no, no, no. So when it comes to leftovers, I, there are certain things that are good that are that. Okay. Let me talk things that are good leftover and some things that are not, I need to make something with the intention of eating it as a leftover. Um, so like if I make, I like to make rice and beans, if I make a bunch of rice and beans, then like, then I will eat those leftovers cause I intentionally like had extra, but like leftover pasta. No, like I just don't like leftover pasta. I don't know. I will eat leftover meat. It's just like, it's weird. Like 
if it's like restaurant food, especially like I usually won't eat it unless it's like something like a bowl, like um, like a rice bowl or like some sort of like bowl thingy. Like I will heat those up and eat them. But I'm definitely more of a fresh food girly. That's why I try to like make portions that I know I will eat for the most part. Um, because otherwise, like I just the leftovers are just not it for me. They just don't hit. Cassidy's just a big texture person, and she's also kind of picky with her food. So those two things combined make for very specified leftovers that are acceptable to her standards. Whereas I'm kind of a garbage disposal when it comes (laughs) to eating. So I'll just kind of eat whatever's in the fridge and make a fire meal with what's left over. Yeah, that's true. It's literally true. Okay, cool. Well, I think I'm going to say my pet peeve about you. Oh, goodness. Since we're like talking about it, um, let me think, let me think. Um, I think my pet peeve about you is the way that you say the number five zero. Fifty. Yeah. <laughs> so fifty. No, 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 no. You're saying it different. He, okay, normally Charlie says fifty is what he normally says. And I'm pretty I'm pretty sure when we were in Paris. He asked for, what was it, 15 milliliters? Yeah, 15. And the guy thought that the way he said 15 sounded like 50. I don't know. It's just the way you say 50 sometimes, actually. Like, it's just that number, and it just bugs me. I can't believe you're so specifically thinking of that right now. It just really bugs me. I don't know. That's so funny. I do, I have a pretty bad issue of not, like, enunciating when I talk and clearly moving my lips like I am right now, (laughs) where a lot of my, like, talking just kind of runs together. So I definitely, I could see, I can actually really specifically think of times that I've said fitty instead of, like, (laughs) instead of saying fitty. That's what I'm saying. And it's okay. Like, it's it's one of those things. It's not a deal breaker. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. But (laughs) But also, like, it's just... It's a stupid thing. Like for me in my head, I there are random things that will pop up. I'm like, oh, that's kind of annoying. But I won't like, it doesn't actually impact the way that I would treat you ever. Like it's just. She hears me say the word fitty and then she just gives <laughs> me the cold shoulder for the rest of the day. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so that's. Get off the pet peeves. We're done with the pet peeves. That's my pet peeve about you. Let's talk about this next question real quick. Um, this person asked how... Do you keep your marriage fun and alive? (laughs) And I kind of laugh at this question because it's just like, I don't know. It's just funny. Well, okay. Number one, we have not been married for super long. Right. So it's like we're still in like the early stages. Yeah. I mean, we've been married since March of 2020. So like almost two and a half years going on three. Just so you guys know, I'm 24. Charlie's 24. Yes. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way. Yeah. I just always feel like I need to tell people how you, old I am. <laughs> you don't need to, but it's okay. Okay. Um, I mean, honestly, our relationship was so deeply rooted in a deep friendship previous to marriage that we ha- had already known a lot of the ways that we like to spend time with each other or just the way that we communicate love between each other too, that I think it just made the transition into marriage so much easier because we had been around each other for so much longer. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't like prescribe that to every person. That's just the way Cassidy and I's relationship worked out. Yeah. um, 
The way that we keep it fun and loving, though, well, we do all fun sorts of stuff. Fun and alive. Not yeah. just loving. Alive. alive. We, yeah. do, we do so much fun and alive stuff. Honestly, we all keep our days time. packed and we do just <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Stuff. No, I'm being honest. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Okay, so I think the thing with us, we I think both of our love languages are quality time. It, like like our top one i would say i would say that's of one of our biggest shared yes things. so we like to do stuff together um like literally random stuff like for me i think eating at a restaurant is my biggest love language at the moment Goodness. i just love to like go and try some place new but don't ask her to eat the leftovers because no, 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 no. she won't <laughs> yeah so i think f- keeping it fun keeping it alive um one thing that's hard is like on wedding in wedding season, it can feel very mundane and repetitive. So during the week, we try to do fun things. Um, right now, we both really love pickleball, which is like a hobby of ours. So we'll like go and play pickleball a lot. Or we talked about sacrifices. Charlie makes a sacrifice and he likes to go on walks with me because I like to walk. It's yeah, more of a compromise. I do not prefer to walk, but it's right. okay. So like I like to walk. And so Charlie will like come on walks with me. Um, and I think for us too, like we like to travel um and kind of like i kind of like block times where like i have an idea of we should travel during this time so we'll have time free and we just will like go travel somewhere um or you know i'll book a shoot and we'll go travel somewhere um yeah and i think also the fact that we don't have kids we just have a dog it helps with us having a little bit of flexibility obviously if you have a kid you can travel and you can do just as much as everyone else, but you just have to prepare for another person to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that like kind of keeps us on our toes and we have flexibility in that way. But um, I think the little things are fun. Like, yeah, I think I think kind of worked into that, like keeping it alive and fun. The, the sacrifice of being willing to do those small things with each other, like actually giving shared time with each other is is a big difference maker because it's on walks it's while you're out playing pickleball it's while you're reading together that you're going to have the small conversations that you're going to actually have like real intimate conversation with each other i'm not saying in like a weird romantic way i'm saying like (laughs) actually getting to know the individual that you are living with or right. the, the person that you're sharing space with. Yeah. So rather than just kind of always being in the same space, but never communicating, using opportunities to go out and do stuff and really have deep conversation about what is on your heart, what is on your mind, what's going on today. Yeah. And just kind of having those moments to rub shoulders with each other. Yeah. We love rubbing shoulders. It's the best. <laughs> um, okay. So the last question that, I have for both of us. How do we keep from burning out during the busy season of shooting weddings? Um, yeah. Do you have anything that pops in your head? I got something. You can go. Okay. Well, because I do a lot of like the back end and like during the week, I'm basically working as well. Um, I think for me, it's probably a little bit easier to burn out because Charlie right now is just kind of shooting and helping a little bit, but not like doing the full load. Um, So I think a huge thing is taking time off. Like that is like the biggest thing. Um, Although like sometimes you feel guilty when you don't edit. Um, Obviously, if you have things due, like you need to do what you have to do. But if you have like, you know, you have a deadline in like four days, like give yourself 
a break. So for example, today I have a session tonight for two hours. And so I didn't start work today until 10 because normally I start at eight and go until like three or something. Um, so I think that was like something that really just has helped me in the past and currently helps me is like knowing, okay, I'm working on the weekend. So I'm going to take Monday off. Like, even though we like our own bosses, like you have to take time off. Like that's important. Like you have to take time for yourself. If you're working the weekend and working on weekdays, like that is how you're you burn run out. yourself into the ground. Yeah, literally. Yeah. So, I mean, scheduling good time off and then also like doing things that you love to make sure that you are actually feeling refreshed in those time off. Don't pack out all your time off to the point where you feel even more tired by the time you go back to work too. I think you do that. <laughs> I definitely do that. But I think also a piece to it is like I'm a very active individual and competitive to my own detriment at times. Very but, competitive. Um, yeah, getting out, playing pickleball. I am in all sorts of like sports leagues and different stuff like that. So I, I really like, even though it is very physically exhausting, I do feel like emotionally refreshed to just get out and do stuff and yeah. hang out with other people, the yeah. relational side of it, the physical side of it, and then just kind of jumping back into other stuff afterwards. It's just, that's kind of my way of recharging and that to like some people that are introverted and would rather just like curl up on the couch with a good book and a cup of coffee on a rainy day versus like going out to the gym and playing basketball with 11 dudes or whatever, 10 dudes. Um, doesn't sound appealing so yeah i could see where you'd be like what why does this dude like go out and do that stuff to get recharged and that's yeah. just the way i'm wired it's because you're like you're more of the extrovert so charlie like likes to be around people to recharge i think i'm definitely more of like i like to stay in or i could like be with people every single day but it has to be like my really really close people otherwise like i do feel like it's really socially draining so the last thing that i am gonna ask you it's a really cute question that we got. Um, what is one thing that stood out for you about me when you fell in love with me? And I actually did kind of prep Charlie with this and like told him that this was one of the questions. Didn't I tell you about this question? You had mentioned some things, but yeah, yeah. I, think, I think you said this So one. you had time to simmer and think about this. I'm going to kind of work this into to answering a question that wasn't asked. <laughs> okay as well and it's not it, i don't think it's even one that's in the in the instagram box um so one thing that stood out to me about cassidy when i was like in the process of really like thinking oh wow i want to spend the rest of my life with this individual because i love them and this also doubles as people ask me or i don't know if you've known this but i've been asked like how is it now with Cassidy having such a following of what she's doing? Oh, people ask you that? Yeah. Like, how, how is it in our day-to-day -day life, like, with Cassidy having a following like this? And <laughs> I always tell them this answer of, like, I tell them, honestly, it really, in our personal lives, nothing has really changed. We're, like, still doing the same stuff that we've been doing. I think the biggest testament to this is, is answering one of the things that I was like so drawn to you about is that Cassidy has always been one of the most creative and driven individuals in what she does day to day. And to be honest, that, that was for me as a creative person, like that was such a fun process of getting to know her. And it was, 
it showed up in completely different ways back in high school than it does now. That's um, true. <laughs> she was just in a whole different world of interest at that point in time. Um, but that piece of what I tell people with the, the following piece is that Cassidy has always been one of the most driven individuals that I've ever met and creative. And so her discipline to be able to see goals and figure out the steps of how to accomplish them and get to that and be able to work up creative scenarios and also have a vision for just sweet stuff that she wants to do and make it happen. That was one of the things that drew me to Cassidy the most back in high school was just like being able to have that like shared creativity and, and drive and then to see her doing those things. And then the, the thing is, is now like what I tell people is like Cassidy's always been this driven and always doing crazy stuff. It's just like, I feel like social media is just catching up. Oh, like cute. where have they been? Like they should have been there a long time ago. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I'm not just making that up. Like I've had this conversation with a couple of yeah. people. I, I tell them the same thing. Like our day to day really hasn't changed because Cassidy's always been like this. It's yeah. just like social media is just <gasps> finding out. Oh my so. gosh. That's so cute. I've, you've never told me that. I mean, you've never asked. <laughs> I guess that's true. Oh, that's cute. Thank you. I love when you compliment me. <laughs> Okay. Well, that was cute. And that's a good way to time the episode as well. Just wrap it up on a nice note. It's actually really weird. I feel like I'm always talking about other people on this podcast that for you to be talking about me, it's like, I don't know, it makes me a little, not like uncomfy, but like, I don't always love having the spotlight on me. So it's just like, I like to interview people and ask some questions but then it's like when someone's talking about me, I'm like, oh, this is kind of weird. But yeah, yeah puts me outside my comfort zone a little bit. And I just need to take the compliment. Thank you. Appreciate You're welcome. It. All right. You're awesome. Thank you. <laughs> you are too. All right. Thank you, Charlie, for coming on today's episode. It was great having you here. I think we're going to do another Confessions episode soon. Okay. Yeah. So this is a serious episode. The Confessions episode are on there. It's unhinged. We just... We go at it. It's it's so fun. Yeah, I actually had someone in your question box ask when we're doing another confessions episode. So it's got to happen. Well, because this person said that they had a confession. So there you go. They're holding one, yes. and we look forward to hearing it. Yes, and to be honest, maybe we will sprinkle some of our own in the question box, and you guys will never know that it was our submission. We shall see. Maybe we've done that before. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. I hope everyone has a great rest of their day. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders. Capture the moment oh, to keep my sanity. No wisdom rushing in. So much clearer a little bit higher With every step I take I'm getting good Getting a little bit better I'm climbing to the top